podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Welcome to the Fatback Four from the LFC Day Trippers. I am Gav, and with me I have got Keith. I have Emmett, and um, yeah, uh, Shawnee's off tonight. It's only the three of us tonight, and um, for the next hour or so, the show is brought to you by Bookmakers.com. Check them out. The link for their website is in our description, and um, the link for um, the YouTube channel is in the description as well because I do a show there every week. So if you want to check out either our website. For the shows I do with them, go ahead and check it out. Um, tonight we're going to discuss in part um, that game against Palace last night. Um, we have Wolves on Wednesday because we're playing Wolves again. Why not? Um, and United at the weekend, so it's a big week for Liverpool. Um, we're going to talk about. I want to talk a bit about Jurgen Klopp because he seems a bit more open in his warden in the last little while. And um, anything else that comes in in the chat, we'll have a go at it as we go along. Keith, how are you? <sighs> Yeah. yeah. Fucking Liverpool. There's less, less air coming out of you every week when I ask you that. It's Liverpool. They're fucking killing me. But you know what? Look, this season I think it's just a big pile of shit. And unfortunately, it's going to be this way for the rest of the season. And just get through as much as you can. I think um, I think we need to lower expectations. As, as a fan base and people who get on the high horse and say Liverpool should never lower expectations but the reality is we're in an absolute anus horribilis here and we just need to get this season over and done with as quickly as possible and press the reset button because it's badly needed I mean we're going to talk about that match against Palace but fucking PTSD watching them at the moment so that that shapes me weekend Gavin you know needless to say shite mm. Keith and Grey Farm Emma how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not as bad as that. Um, yeah, look, it was it was it was awful, but uh, it's it's not the easiest place in the world to go. I'm not trying to take the the sting out of it by saying that. Um, I was the result. I'm not really as pissed off with the result as I thought it would be. It's more other things that went on that have kind of pissed me off a little bit. So I'm sure we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, well, remind, you, remind me that um, what? How are you? I'm Grant. I'm Grant. You see, I keep, I keep saying it. I'm saying, I, you know me. I don't get too high and I don't get too low. Um, like last night, I was just like on sixty-ish minutes. I was like, this isn't happening. Just yeah. not happening. We still playing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not happening. Just take it as it is. And you know, I get what you're saying about you know, you just have to lower expectations and and. I understand people that say you shouldn't, but 
you have to be realist in, in what's going on here. Um, exactly. But but look, I, I looked at it last night. It was only after the match last night I looked and went, we win a game in Hammer three points off fourth, which feels ridiculous. Like it feels yeah. madness. Like you know, now I know Spurs win today, but still we win our games in hands. I think we'd be four or five points off fourth, maybe something like that, with with about eleven games to go. But that's that's me thinking we win our next two games, which is nothing is guaranteed. So, but overall, um, yeah, I'm okay. You know, I think um, I'm, I'm wary of of the uh, what's coming towards the end of the season. I'm very wary of what's going to come in the summer, um, because even though nothing has really happened over the ownership, I'm still very wary going on. Yeah, they've spent a lot of money, but they've picked the wrong places probably to spend it in. That's no, that's not me having a go with the players that have come in. I think they've been excellent signings, but. Overall, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, the lads done a show last night, and uh, like honestly, like you know, the poor fuckers are doing these after every game, and like fair play to them. Like you know, people go on about great shows we've done over the years, and do you remember that one when we won this and when we won that and all? But yeah. my God, like you, I'd give more credit to these lads doing these full time shows 100%. over anything we've done in, in, in a hell long. Maybe the world like, in heaven. <laughs> like it's neck on the block every week. You know, we got we got a bit of a break when we beat Everton, um, when we when we had those two wins in a row, and you're like, yay, you know, the sort of way, um, but. Like that's it's just it's just such a hard show to do. And in fairness, them they keep turning up, they keep doing yeah. it, and they keep being fairly measured on it as well, which is which is a good thing. Fair but, play, but, hard, hard but, to do. But just on, just on the game itself, you know, they've done a great show. It's it's on our channel. It's there for download if anybody wants to go <clears> and access it. But just for for you on the game, Keith, you know, absolutely. I didn't even look online when I seen the lineup. I didn't even go near online because I was like Milner, Henderson, Kate at midfield. <laughs> Um, I I I was having an argument. I was not an argument. I was giving my opinion. I would have just played Bacetich. No, like I don't know why. Like people saying, "Oh no, he's not fit for this and fit for that." He is. Um, but Keith, it was pedestrian. Right, it was slow. The player we had in midfield that we wanted to probably impact us going forward gets done for a booking, and then just skates around on ice. You know, until he's for the rip for until he's taken off, um, looking for a second booking, <coughs> and came close to probably a second booking. In fairness, and all right, Sally hits the bar. Gakbo has a chance. Any of their chances I felt came from air doing. You know the sort yeah, of way. Hundred percent. But did it? You know, there, there can be tough places to go, and I don't really buy that Selhurst Park is a tough place to go because we usually win there. You know, yeah. that's 2013, 14. Everyone has in their head, but we usually go and win there the vast majority of times. But were you disappointed, Keith, that there wasn't more of a full throttle reaction to, to what happened during the week against Real Madrid? I was fully expecting that, to be totally honest with you. And I know we haven't been box office and we haven't been this and we haven't been that. But after that humbling that we got against Real, because at the end of the day, we went out in Real. If you watch the match back, and we always say this, you know, when, it, when we do this show as well, it's always... It, whether even if the match is on a Sunday, you have time to calm down and reflect on things. Mm. When I watch back, the, you know, Real were very good. They didn't panic. They took their chances. They didn't get that many chances, but they took what they got. Whereas we just looked desperate as it went on. I still expected a reaction. And right, we look at the, the lineup, you see that there's there's changes made based on that. And you're like, right, Joe Gomez is injured, runs down the, the tunnel with a hamstring, apparently. I don't know. Uh, Darwin Nunes obviously obviously was put, pepped up on the Nordafen Plus just for Real Madrid. 
But even with a couple of changes, I was expecting a lot better than what we got. And what we, we never got anything really. We started off brightly in the game yesterday, but we died over too quick, you know. And as you said it there, it was all our own mistakes. It was mm. all our own doing. Yeah. And that's the most frustrating thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, when you look at... I know what Emmett is saying about Sellhorse Park's a tough place to go. We've won seven on the on the bounce there. You know, we, we shouldn't have been going in there and trying to do better. I mean, we look too passive. And we can put that down to the team selection. I mean, I'm a huge Joe Matip fan, right? But he's really really fucking declining at the moment and I hate to see it you know really hate to watch Joe Matip at the moment Trent Alexander-Arnold my Jesus this fella move on from him as no I don't mean move on from him as a player I'm gonna move on as a topic Um, the midfield look I think we all knew the midfield was going to be absolutely septic when we seen the midfield on, on paper I certainly felt that way but I just thought that there was going to be a bit more now the front line I thought Akbo done well. Salah looked lively enough, but when everything behind them is, it's just letting them down. You're, you're behind the eight ball, you know what I mean? You're snookered from the very start and it just played out that way. We were tiltless. We lacked imagination. We didn't really do anything. Do you know, it was, it was one of them. We've seen so many of them over the years and usually you'll, you'll get over it, but when you're on the back of an absolute beast and a best in a home, in Anfield, you know what I mean? In European night at Anfield to be beaten five two and then to come out like that. I didn't like it. You know, we always say about Klopp, he learns his lesson and when he gets beaten, he comes out for it. We're not seeing that at the moment. But look, as I said, it's it's just one of them years and I just want to get this out of fucking way and see where we go next year. But I'll be deactivating my social media for the summer. Uh, well, that's, that's what I meant by tough place to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, we've won our last seven there, but look at the team. look how we were playing yeah. the last seven times we've played there. If you look at their results more recently, they've drawn with Newcastle, they've drawn with United, so that they're kind of they're, they're tough to beat at home, and even yeah. harder now for us the way we're playing. In terms of you, you kind of moved on from Trent. I, I'm, I'm actually going to land on Trent, and Trent's probably one well, of my favorite, it's interesting you say favorite that. players. There's a couple of people in the chat have have mentioned his name, so fire away. Yeah, his, his body language, I, I've said it. I think somebody's even said yesterday that Shawnee was kind of ahead of the curve when it came to Trent's decline. Jake said it earlier but, in this chat, yeah. Yeah, and somebody had said it yesterday on the Telegram, I think it was as well. Um, it's not even so much his de- decline. Look, his struggles with playing are obviously playing as the nose on your face, but it's more his body language is... Like his facial expressions yesterday, he was moaning at Matip because, like, yeah. Matip, okay, Matip shouldn't be playing the ball to him, but like he's like gesticulating towards him. And even on 42 minutes, you see Henderson having a go at him as well. Henderson getting in the way of his free kick. Like, in years gone by, like, yes, he'd be disappointed, but he probably thinks we'll get another chance. But literally, he looked like he looked at Henderson like he walked into his house on Christmas and pissed on his kids. Like yeah. it was just, and it's just yeah, like shaking like, his I, head and why am I having people, to play I've, with these? And but I've I've seen loads of people saying like, "Oh, Henderson gets in the way," but people need to realize how, right, like down to the millisecond, them these things are planned. Henderson makes that run like slightly earlier or slightly later. He's he's 
taking the goalkeeper's view out regardless and the ball goes in. It just happens to hit him. But like Shani has gone on about Trent. I think it was might have been Bournemouth earlier on the season. He scores a goal yeah, again. He scores, yeah. And he's, and he he's given, this. yeah. And I don't know if I, ha- I don't have a problem with it or I do have a problem with, it, with his attitude because he looks frustrated. Right, but you see, Gav, that's what I'm saying. Are you reading? It, are you reading it as he just looks like oh fuck all is, or are you reading it as he's just massively frustrated, and that's what we're seeing? No, no, it's it's it, to me, it's it's fuck all it is. These right. are all a pile of shit. Now, yeah. I don't mind that, and I get what you're saying. I don't mind that if he's having an absolute worldy of a season, but yeah. he's thinking the gaff out himself. So, like, and and the unfortunate thing is, is when teams play this bad and results aren't going the way. It does get tetchy in, in, on a on a training ground. It gets tetchy in a, in a changing room, um, but it's just like when you're in front of the television cameras and he's shaking his head. He's shaking his head as though this fella's fucking shy. Yeah. And like I said, if if he was if he was playing well himself, you'd probably agree with him. But he's just as bad as what he's supposedly shaking his head at. So well, I think he's even worse, Emma. I think he's. I think he's not decline. We won't call it decline. I I just think you know the rest it's of the form. team are poison, but his form has been bad for a while. Do you know yeah. what I mean? As we said, when the Bournemouth game was only a couple of games into the season, and we were already saying at that say he was getting stick, and that's why he done the whole fucking celebration. So it's a long time coming. This 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 form, and you know you can look at as I said, Matip was poor yesterday, but Trent is playing blowing passes, and he's doing that. The thing with Trent is he's a system player, and that was always used as an insult. Oh, he's only a system player; he couldn't play in any other team in the world. And I'm starting to see it now because Gareth Southgate's an absolute simpleton, and he won't bring him unless he's publicly forced to bring him with England, right? Because he doesn't know what to do with him. Because let's be honest about this, and let's not fucking skirt around that he cannot defend. He's a decent defender, but he's not an elite defender. Now, I know he wasn't a right back. He's a midfielder converted to right back, and his assets going forward, his attributes going forward, are meant to outweigh the attributes going back. But what I have a huge problem with with Trent is he doesn't look like he busts his bollocks running back ever. No. He stands and watches things happening behind him, and that does my head in. As a fullback, he needs see, to be aware see, of shit. But you see, Keith, that's where the system kicks in, because... I when I'm watching Liverpool now, right? Like, like take yesterday for argument's sake. We go into that game, and when I see in the lineup, I thought midfield, okay, right. He's not starting Fabinho. That's understandable, right? He's gone with Hen- he's gone with Milner. He's gone with Henderson. He's gone with Kate. So it felt a bit more like a four and a two with with Kate in front on the ball, right? Maybe off the ball, different ways, right? Um, and that screamed to me. That Henderson and Milner would screen wherever they, they needed the screen, and that would allow the fullbacks to go forward, right? And help out a front line that's never played together when you put Salah Gakbo. Now Salah and Gakbo play quite a bit together now. And Jota thrown in there, and Jota's, you know, only had a half an hour's football or something since he's come back, right? And that's where the system comes into it for me because don't don't get me wrong, I don't it's not even only Trent. I think all their attitude stinks at the minute, right? And that's what maybe is the biggest thing to come out of this with Klopp. He's probably looking at players going, does he have the legs? Does he have this? But it's probably the the attitude 
that you've gone, that's not attitude isn't right and I'm not playing them. That's going even for Henderson and Fabinho, although their form hasn't been great. Their attitude probably turned off a little bit. And we've spoken for years about Fabinho's attitude and Henderson's attitude and their impact around the place and stuff. And if that's not working right, you can't you can't hold those as flag bearers and then if they drop off, you keep them there. Because there's no point in being flag bearers anyway for, for effort and enthusiasm or whatever whatever words you want to put on it. And I think personally I'm not saying for a second that his, his attitude's being spot on, but part of me looks at Trent and thinks to myself, is he being asked to try to do the same of what, he, what he's done for the last X amount of years at Liverpool? And the people around him aren't doing what they're meant to do, so he's actually starting to look worse and worse game on game. Because I get your point about Selke. I, I think Trent shouldn't go near that England team because of what happened with Selke a couple of years ago. But I'd have no problem putting Trent in the back four for Liverpool and saying, you just stay at the back. You just stay back and defend because he's a he's he's absolutely fine defending, right? But when he gets caught is when he's high up the pitch and people get in behind him. But that's Liverpool's system. If you told me Liverpool are going to go tomorrow and say Robertson and Trent, you do not go away from Matt Van Dijk at any stage. He's all staying at four. There's no issues there. But what you'll find with is Trent is that he's been for me. He's been asked to step in here and you know a bit like the Nunes goal against Newcastle. He's inside. He's in the middle. Of, not the middle of the pitch, but he's in. He's in. He's where he shouldn't really be as a right back, and he's hitting these passes. But I think it's six of one, half a dozen the other. I think his attitude isn't great because at the end of the day, I listened to I listened to um, James Milner on the Liverpool official podcast a couple of weeks ago. Not James Milner, Andy Robertson, and he was saying, you know, the leadership group and and Trent is part of this now. And you know, if you're part of a leadership group with Trent and or Van Dijk and Henderson or whatever, you ha- you don't just show by you know making sure everyone's all right at lunchtime. You have to show it on the pitch when things aren't going right. All right, you have a go at Matter, but then you say to him, "It's all right, forget about it now." The next one, and a part of it for me is yeah, his attitude isn't spot on, but part of it feels like he may be being asked to do stuff that he always done, and the tools around him just aren't there. Yeah, but at what point does that become? And I'm not, I'm not trying to dig Trent out. I'm a fan of Trent. I'm a huge fan of Trent. But at what point does it become, right, you don't have prime Jordan Henderson playing on the right side of a tree that's going to cover you every time you go forward, right? And, and look, he, that's what he done. And the cameras never showed the work Henderson done. And you said to yourself, Gav, you couldn't believe how much he was covering him. And loads of times around field. Like literally loads of times. And that's what he always done. So... If Jordan Henderson isn't there and Liverpool have moved to Harvey Elliott there, let's use Harvey Elliott for an example, and Harvey Elliott's getting fucking scorched because he's not covering Trent, but he's, he's a winger converted to a midfielder. Surely Trent has to take a bit of this responsibility. If he's a leader in the team, he has to take the responsibility that, right, if I go forward, I have to be more clever going forward. And if I do, I have to get back. I've no issue. Someone in the chat was saying, you know, oh, look, loads of, defend- loads of defenders get roasted. Loads of fullbacks can get put on toast. And I... Hundred percent, the best fullbacks in the world. You can look at videos of them getting skinned. The issue I have is that he stands watching, and to me, it's like it's not unforgivable, but it's just a sign of a player who's doesn't believe in the system at the moment. Now we move on to the Trent in midfield debate. Do you ever see Trent playing in midfield for Liverpool? I never thought it was an issue because I thought he was too important <coughs> and he was too valuable coming from them deep wide wide right areas. But if he's not doing the defensive side of it, you know, I, I walk with the, is it just a case of let's get to the summer, let's get the midfield rebuilt, 
let's look to get Trent a bit more protection in some new players, whoever they may be, and then all is fine again. And we just go back to Trent being the fullback and the new role where he seems like you touched on the Nunes goal where he's dropping into the centre and he's hitting the ball in from there. Is that the new way they see Trent playing? Or is it a thing that he's he's probably not a long-term fullback and this season is not showing him up for it, but it's raising more questions. And just so we're clear, I'm not saying like movement into midfield. I'm just saying, is is it a more pertinent question now about his position? Because, you know, it, to me, he doesn't have the defensive instincts. I think he's a, he's a decent defender. I think he gets too harshly criticised for his defensive abilities because he's not a natural defender. I coach my kids' team under nine, and I can see lads at eight and nine that you can see and say, right, they're defenders. They look like they're going to be defensive players because they have that little bit of nails about them. Trent doesn't have that, and he never did. That's not a criticism of him because he fell into the Liverpool team in a system that suited his strengths. But does it come to a stage where it has to be looked at and say, right, do we need to get a defender rather than a midfielder and put him into midfield? Yeah. I don't know. All right, okay. But... <clears throat> You know, Robert McGuire says, I think you're right, Gavis. Defensive development has suffered because of how important he is in attacking roles. Henderson used to cover him, but Henderson's legs have gone now. But it's not, and, and I agree with you. And genuinely, like, I can stand up for players all day long, or I can trash them all day long. But I'm telling you, on numerous, numerous occasions, I've gone to Anfield and just watched. And it it's probably going back four four years I think now when I first noticed it and literally when I went to Anfield I used to go in and go I'll just watch this again because they're always stuck in my mind Yeah. How, how we would go and Henderson would just go I'll just slot in there Henderson was literally playing it right back for Liverpool that's the truth right for loads of now I'm not saying for the whole game but for massive parts of it when Liverpool were especially on top Henderson was playing as an auxiliary right back and that's what and I'm starting to wonder if that's why I wonder now do, is Trent still being asked to do this and the guy inside him is being asked to do it and just not doing it you know, and he's being stung for it because at the end of the day, the way Liverpool play, Trent is not actually a defender. We put two defenders on the pitch. Let's be honest about it. Yeah. Two centre backs, and our full backs go, and yeah, they'll defend at times, but they aren't out they, when they line up on the pitch. It's very rarely you see them in that lineup if you get me far across the back and stuff like that. But Emma, like people have asked in the chat there, like you know, his attitude, and you're you're absolutely it's absolutely fine to question someone's attitude. Is it the system around them? Is it the players around them? Do you, how much do you think it is the players and, and system around them? Because is it a case of if you got two dynamic midfielders in there, right, or a, or a, a new number six and a, and a, a dynamic right side of midfield, i.e. a Bellingham? Do you start to see Trent going, Grant? What he's asked me to do, I can go and do. It. I trust this fella to do it. Do you think that's a big part I, of it? I I, I think it hundred percent because when we were good, that's what was happening. Mm. Um, and and just for the record. I, I agree with, with Keith. I think when, when and you said it as well, Gav, when, when Trent is back there and asked to defend, he actually is a really good defender. He gets his toe in he, he, when he's there, but not when he's having to chase back and and get there to defend. That's where his kind of, like, his weaknesses are. But yeah, I think if we can get somebody in that's going to do that donkey work like uh, Henderson did, and cover and essentially play right back. There's there's no reason why Trent uh, can't be as good as he has been. It is a form thing. It's the whole team. Hundred percent. It's the whole team. And like I said, the, the facial expressions and stuff like that. I'm not I'm not questioning his ability. He he, he still has the ability to be an absolute world class player. 
but I just think there's probably a few of, of the players are getting on each other's tits at the moment when yeah. they make mistakes. Whereas it, whereas there was, it was cohesion in years gone by, they're kind of nearly getting frustrated with each other now, and that's where they're throwing their hands up and point them. Like I don't know, I don't know what Matt was doing yesterday. It was like, it was like he was playing on toilets or something like that because he just didn't know where to, whether to play it to Trent, play it back to Allison. It just didn't seem like he was he had his head in the game, and. I agree what we what Keith said as well. It was pedestrian right from the start. It was just like you were waiting for them to go, right, we're going to attack now, we're going to attack now. And it just it just wasn't coming. Like we had 82% or something possession at one stage. And it just, we just didn't seem to do anything at all with yeah, because, it. Uh, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> it, it was slow. There was no intensity. Everything that was back for Everton and Newcastle and even Real Madrid was gone again. It was just like, we're after getting our fucking hopes up again and now this, this shit. So I think it was more so, it looked like it was by design because we went out and it was very obvious that we're just going to knock it around at the back here. Mm. And I was thinking, this this is strange. I think yeah. in terms of the midfield, because I've not spoken on that, Milner and Henderson, as, as good as they've been for us, I, I don't think, I don't think they've had a good game together in the same team for a long, long time. I would have had no issue with either or and Bacetic and Keita, even though I thought Keita was absolute dirt yesterday. It's probably the worst worst game he's had since the Madrid first leg a couple of years back. Um, but I just think you needed the kind of the energy of Bacetic in there versus uh, Milner and Henderson. So I wouldn't have minded either or and Bacetic. I just yeah. thought that yeah. would have probably... I thought Milner done more. decent yesterday yeah. out yeah. of yeah. them all. And yeah. I thought he tried to do the full-back covering as well. Considering his age, it was strange, you know, that he was yeah. the, he was the one doing it. It felt, it felt like the, what we said there a few weeks ago where we came out, we had all of the ball, we created very little with it to us to a certain point where we, I think a few weeks ago we were getting to the 18-yard box and then we kind of ran out of ideas. And it looked like we had all of the possession. And the way it would have gone maybe a couple of weeks or last month was we would have had all of that possession, created nothing. They would have got one chance, gone up the other end and scored. That's the mm. way, that was the the, 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 the the pattern of games. And that's what it felt like yesterday. But that never happened. So, look, I, I'm not here to be all positive and all. Jesus Christ, we should have won that game yesterday at a canter. But it's a point... If we beat Wolves on Wednesday, it's 10 points from 12, which we would have given it, and a clean sheet. We would have given our right arm for it a, a month ago. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. look, it's 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 frustrating, yes, but if we go and beat, beat Wolves and go and then beat United, it's a, it's a decent point. It's, um, you know the way we were talking a couple of weeks ago about you know, square pegs and round holes, right? And playing players here and playing. But it feels to me like, and just what, just on that game yesterday, and probably games before it, in fairness, but it feels like the round pegs and round holes aren't working. Because when I looked at that team yesterday, I like, I like Milner, I like Henderson, right? I think in certain situations, and that counts for both of them now, I think. And I've, yeah. I've been fairly open about that, right? Where, Milner probably, at the age he's at, you're probably looking at the last season at Liverpool, but Henderson should be stepping into Milner's role in the squad. That's my opinion. And that's just going on what I've seen from Henderson over the last probably 12 to 18 months, right? And 
when you looked at when I looked at that yesterday, I thought to myself, I, I could I could see the idea behind it. If you wanted to be two lads that would work hard, defend, not pretty, try to get Keita on the ball. You have Jota who's looking for a goal off the left. You've Gakbo who's starting to come into himself. Salah seems to be working well with Gakbo. And if you can get the two fullbacks going, it, it made sense, you know. Like I said, what we gave the, the chances Palace got came from us. It wasn't anything else. They didn't open us up where you go, they've mm. opened us up there. We are literally giving them the fucking ball. And Trent does it once yesterday. They hit the bar from it. Um, but it just, I felt as the game went on, I said to you earlier, from 65, this isn't happening. For the simple reason is, I think fullbacks are looking at it going, do I go? Because can them lads actually scream for me? Right? Keita didn't have a good game, gets himself booked, ends up in a bit of trouble. And could have went, get subbed. I'm okay with that. That can happen, right? But because it's Naby Keita, it's going to be, you know, oh, murder over this. But that can happen to any player, okay? And it just feels to me like, even if you put midfielders in midfield and, and fellas here and fellas, they just, it's like they don't trust each other. It's like the trust has gone. So that midfielder can't go because he's afraid of what's behind him. That fullback can't go because he's afraid of what's behind him. Everything was a bit safe, a bit slow. Whereas, if we had Liverpool of two years ago with all those players in the positions they're meant to be in, we'd just go bang, 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 bang. And if it didn't happen, it'd come out and we'd start again and we'd go bang, bang, bang. And we just, But we're not. Because there's a mixture of fear, right? And there's just not the pace in the team. And I don't mean running pace, I mean pace in it where it goes and it stays at a pace and we, we're confident in what we're doing. And I think I think that's a massive part of it at the minute. Um, but look, that's the game. It's Shane McCall draw. nails it there before we move on. The biggest problem at the minute is that nobody is winning their battles. Not one player. Second best in most games. You can get away with one or two, but not the whole team. Mm. Always get found out. And it's spot on. It's the whole team. Like, I mean, I've, I've slated Trent there. I could easily do it for Matip. I could easily do it for Henderson. Because I thought Henderson was dire yesterday. I thought Keita was disgraceful yesterday. I thought Virgil wasn't much better. I thought, you know and it's every game you're going through these list litany of them because they're not winning their battles and mentality monsters always won their fucking battles you know what I mean mm. I think there's a lot of chopping and changing going on on the team as well there hasn't been yeah. a settled team like when was the last time those three played in midfield together yeah. and, oh. and, 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 well, and I think it's I've been surprised if ever played in midfield together yeah but I think it's strange to say that what happened to Keita and I'm not defending him I think the game was probably too slow for Keita. Keita's used to playing at a higher tempo. And he just couldn't get to the to the pitch of the game. But it's crazy when you look at the makeup of that midfield. Sorry, before we do move on from that. The one thing you look at with Palace is very athletic midfield. Very, very athletic midfield with Ducore, with Laconga, with Schlup. You know, players that are physical and can get in around you and can have pace. And when you look at the three we had, none of them deal well with that. Do you know what I mean? None of them but, deal well with that. But, but when you but when you say that, right? We're, we're all agreed that Palace's chances come from us being a bit stupid yeah, on the ball. Yeah. So overall, if you cut those things out, Liverpool are well on top in that game. You're probably looking going well, Palace. Not we don't know if Salah well, had it, or not Salah Allison had a chance to or a save to make a massive save to make, right? But. It, it still comes back to we're giving them chances, yeah. which means that in our own play, we're insecure, we're, we're nervy. We're, that fella is usually there, but he's not there now. You know that sort of way? So yeah. it, it's it's kind of all a knock-on effect. And 
and you know what people are people are annoyed people are upset people are frustrated and, and it boils over a little bit at times and that that's absolutely fine but i'll go back to what you said at the start of the show you just have to take your medicine you have to take it on the chin and you have to hope pray trust whatever word you want to use that it comes in the summer where they do something about it and I, i'm gonna get onto something later where i think we've seen the biggest sign that they will but anyway yeah. the next two games wolves at home united at home wednesday sunday right united won the league cup today um <clears throat> and you know yeah they, they call the mickey mouse cup for years and yeah you know they've changed their tune now but i actually think it's a huge thing for them today um first trophy for any manager is huge and the league cup is usually yeah. a springboard for for better things to come and they're not the best team to watch let's be honest but they're winning games and he has them doing things he has them fighting and like um you said shane said there um not winning our battles if you watch united they're winning battles they're not tearing teams apart they've a fella in brilliant form in rashford but after that they're not tearing, tearing teams apart opening teams up they're hitting teams on the break to a confident footballer but they're winning battles and it's massive yeah. like, no matter what you know you talk about under annoyance football uh, emmy you i think you manage a senior team um but if you go from kids right up to professionals you need to win battles and if you don't win them you're in trouble yeah. because the you're in a league because of the quality you're in so it's not like you're in a league and there's no quality in it. so if you don't win your battles quality will hurt you but look well, at what did they do to fix that what did you know you do to fix that casemiro 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 ericsson now sabitzer the midfield they're, they're playing as a team they've yeah, been playing for years as individuals that play <coughs> as a team now yeah but people thought Casemiro was coming tonight and like ah oh, is he a bit over the hill he's won loads but but it's not even that like Casemiro's getting the, the goal um, yeah. he's he's winning tackles but I don't think he's commanding or dominating midfield games I don't think he's doing that he's just being in little pockets where he goes I'll pick that up I'll, I'll block that pass in I'll, I'll nick a toe in here I'll win a tackle and he's just not only is he good for himself and the team the players around him Get more confidence from that. Bruno yeah. Fernandez, whoever it might be, go. I can go. He's and a play. serial winner. Oh yeah, he's a yeah. serial but winner. But not only and a serial winner, spreads, he's, that he's breeds be, into exactly. That team. It breeds across the team without changing personnel. It it, yeah. it breeds across it. You know, um, he's won eleven of his last thirteen major finals. Casemiro's won. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a he's an absolute <laughs> prick when it comes to playing football. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> but but look, the next two games, right? They're both at Anfield. Um, I know people are going to come off the back of Real Madrid. Um, definitely, and and you know, to, to maybe a lesser extent, Palace because it's a draw. But you know, you win these next two, and you're in a great, not a great position, but you're in a really good position with ten, ten or so games to go close to that. What are we looking for in these two games? What you know? I I hope Nunes is back. I hope he plays. I'd like to see him. Gakpo Salah again. I don't know where Thiago is in his, his recovery. Um. Bacetic, I'd like to see back in. I'd love to see Bacetic play both games, to be honest with you. Yeah. Centre-half is a real concern because I thought with Van Dijk back, you'd see a confident Gomez or a confident Matip, but you're not seeing it. Emma, does this feel like make or break for the rest of the season, these next two games? Because I think if you win the two, you're flying. Not Yeah, I'd put it there, you're flying. Where you're looking going, hold on, we're level with Newcastle now. You know, and I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but you know, we're level with Newcastle or we're a couple of points behind sports, there's ten, eleven to go, whatever it might be. If we lose them though, you're you're going we're nine off sports with toward eleven to go. It's just, it's just not gonna happen. So it's a massive week, isn't it? 
It's huge, yeah. But I mean, the last like the Everton game was huge. The Newcastle game is huge. Yesterday's game should have been huge. We got a point. Um, like I said, on Wednesday, if we beat Wolves, we'd have got 10 points from 12, which is massive. Um, I think looking at United against Leeds, United against Leicester, even United against Newcastle today, they're beatable. Like, do you know what I mean? But you just have, and you hit the nail on the head, Gav, they've got somebody that's playing up front who's on absolute fire. So you just need to be wary of that. And we're not great at the back at the moment. So they can be got at the... They, they're, they're, I'll say scraping wins. I know they beat Leeds 3-0 or whatever, but if Leeds had someone that could score goals, they would have, they would yeah. have bashed them. And I was talking to you um, on, on Bookmakers TV last week and he said, yeah. genuinely, Leeds battered us. We got yeah. a goal, their heads went down and we finished them off. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, if we... if we, Look, I, I, like, I never like to look too far ahead, but just beat Wolves on Wednesday and then go into United on, on a positive. I think Nunes was probably just rested yesterday more so than it being a serious injury he was yeah. like keith said he was on the north M plus for the real madrid game and then i think the plan was probably always to rest him against crystal palace it's it's unfortunate somebody said there that nunez is nearly undroppable i i think we missed him massively yesterday yeah. in terms of causing that kind of like pressing and he, he just he just kind of he adds that kind of bit of hunger to the team that we probably didn't really have yesterday but Wednesday forced is massive I th I think we get a result there United as well whether it's a draw whether it's a win we owe them one for the start of the season um, and yeah win the two games and like you said we're, we're there or thereabouts mm. and um, it's look it's it spores <laughs> I don't want to slag them but they'll drop points somewhere along the way I think Newcastle It'd be interesting to see how this game today impacts on Newcastle. What what happens with did their heads drop? Uh, I think Guimaraes looked like he might have hurt his ankle. I know he played on, but that's probably adrenaline. It looked bad at the time. Um, I just think their squad is still a little bit thin, and it'll start kind of they'll start picking up knocks now. And but it, it is it's Spurs and Newcastle that you're after because I think everybody else is probably too far ahead of us at this yeah, stage. I agree. I think it's one spot left in the top yeah, four. That's it. Um, Keith, we we drew a Wolves in the cup and we beat them in the lake, or in the replay. We got beaten by them badly in the lake, um, and that alone with Brighton away, I think, has been two kind of um, moments this season where you go, "Ah, hold on, this is you know, you can take certain defeats, but that was a joke." Um, does Klopp try use that Wednesday night? You know, and I've left the thing up from Tommy C there. He says he has Klopp has to take a lot of the blame for this season. Same tactics. Over and over again when it clearly isn't working. Does Klopp use this Wednesday night one as? Does I suppose does he use Wednesday night as? Listen, we owe them one, and we have to go out and we're down to. We're, I'm not saying last chance, but we're getting very close to it, um, where mistakes are, you have they have to be few and far between. And then does he try carry that into Sunday where he says, look, the start of the season we are poor at all travel. We need to go out and put a record straight because. They're starting to scream from the rooftops of they're good and they're this and they're that. Um, but does, can he do it with the same tactics, Keith? You know, that's that's my worry. How long have we been saying it, Gav? Do you know what I mean? Like, how long have we been saying that it looks like there needs to be something that changes? <sighs> Wolves aren't a bad team. They're not having the best of seasons, but they little sports here and there. Lapatega's a good coach. I just can't see how... I can't see what we can do. 
other than go out and try and get a clean sheet and nick so nunez is, is key everybody in the chat is saying that we've all said it here i think it's clear that he he was always gonna miss yesterday's game that he was injured against newcastle no doubt the shoulder injury was bad and the fact that he got the curly finger after an hour against real mm. when he looked our most <coughs> threatening forward was plays into the fact that he only was going to be played for the hour do you know what i mean i was going to miss palace now i'm hoping i'm hoping he's back because well i think back backpo starting to come into it a bit I'm, I'm liking what i'm seeing with Gakbo. i'm seeing what what he is and what he can be for us i just think oh, i'm not going to dig out mo salah like he's getting goals and i see these stupid bleeding stats about him getting these goals and assists in so many games so what's the moaning about the moaning is about we need Mo Salah to be hitting two and three a game now more than we needed him for fucking years. And we're not seeing it out of him. And it's all falling on Darwin Nunes. A few weeks ago, people were mocking Darwin. Liverpool fans were mocking Darwin Nunes. Do you know what I mean? And now he's the saviour. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. But this fella is just, he's the spark in a team that has no fucking spark. And we need to get him into the team to have a chance because... Wolves, Wolves are going to be a tricky enough team, and you know whatever they do in midfield, they, they we played them a few weeks ago, and Lamina absolutely tore us a new one, and I thought he'd retired years ago, and he comes out and absolutely stomped all over us. We're not going to have it easy if we go in there with now. We're not we're, right. We know we're not going to go in with a Hendo Milner, Naby Keita midfield. We know that's not happening. But whatever midfield we go in with is going to have to battle and it's going to have to win and it's going to have to go in there and fight and be creative. And that's where Bacetic comes back in. You know, people getting on his back because he's forcing a few things, but he's 18 and he's nearly the best midfielder we have. He's trying to make things happen. I won't lash him over for that. But I just can't see what we can do overly different than what we are doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's what's going to be the, the back four? Is it going to be the same back four? There you go, straight away. We're in the we're in a bit of laden bother there. Even though they're keeping clean sheets, they're giving up too many chances. The midfield, I would have Bacetic plus don't know, pick two straws out and tell me who the fuck they're gonna be. And then you're gonna have your front line. If it doesn't have Nunes, I think we could be in trouble. I think we just need to get Darwin back in to have that pace on the on the on the break that we can do. Because like I said, we do go Trent. I was hard on Trent at the start of the show. But he's starting to link up with the Nunes runs. Do you know what I mean? He's, Nunes is getting goals off Trent passes. So the sooner we can get him back in, the better. A lot of, lot of Arthur Mello loving the chat tonight. Fucking play him if he's fit. Play him. Let him get injured again. I don't give a fuck. But give me something different because this is absolute woeful what we're seeing at the moment. And we need something in there that's going to be different. Like, I'd, I'd play Nat fucking Phillips. Play Nat Phillips because Gomez is just, in my opinion, he's he's looks an absolute shell of a player matip i'm absolutely fucking gobsmacked at how poor he is and even virgil's not playing great so i think you just need to try something new but we're gonna go you'd, with the you'd, same you'd wonder time. you'd wonder is there anything wrong with phillips because he wasn't in the squad yesterday yeah, and in every right. every every, in. every squad and williams was in the squad instead of him yesterday mm. it's yeah yeah it could, it could be anything emma just looking at these two games, I think a lot of people, um, James already says uh, half the team are going through the motions, maybe because we can't win anything or just don't have the desire our legs to run. Plus Klopp, Klopp he feels, has been crap too this season. It both, it both we've, we've spoken about uh, United and Casemiro and, and the midfield he have and the winning battles and stuff like that. But then when you look at you look at Wolves and 
Um, somebody says that there they feel that um, uh, there. Oh, sorry, Jonathan says Wolves midfield will dominate as Nunes, Neves, Lamina. Um, it it looks like I'm 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 with Keith on the on the Nunes thing, but midfield. I don't know what you're meant to do, but something has to be found, Emma. Because if I look at Wolves, right, I'm thinking it's going to be a big midfield battle. They like to play football. They like to pass it around. They don't really panic on it, in fairness to them. They're starting to move up the table a bit, Wolves. And that's fine. You know, you're going to have to win and win battles. The United one worries me more, though. And the reason being is that United, I think, will be quite happy to come in and say, well, you have it. You know, because we will get Casemiro on it, or well, not an Ericsson, but a, a Sabitzer or a Fred or whoever. And the thing is, I'm not saying they'll open you up, but they will just find players like Bruno Fernandes, Rashford, if it's Anthony, however, that can then try hurt you. And their problem is in transition, when a team has space to run into. I'm not talking about in behind you, I'm talking about space where they're running out of their midfield with a gap to wear defence and they find pockets. It just screams to me like they have to find something in midfield that A is com- com- combative. Is that the right word? Combative. Combative. Combative? Yeah. No. That's combative. 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 Yeah, that's the combative. word I was looking for. Um, you, you look for a midfielder that's, midfielder that's combative, but at the same time, has the legs that if they want to sit back and try us, that we're able to snuff that out, protect that defence a little bit, and, and start getting their game playing and I just don't know what midfield it is. Keith Roy, you're probably just pulling straws in and seeing what's happening. What, what are you thinking? I'm thinking he's probably going to go with what he went with Everton and Newcastle, and that's going to be Bacetic, Fabinho, and Henderson. Henderson. Um, that's what I think. That's what I think he'll go with. But I don't think that fills me with confidence when you've described what you think that we need. Um, but like Keith said, who else is there? I think that's probably. With everybody, with everybody that we have now, that's probably the best three that you're gonna get. Um, I don't know whether he gives Kate another go um, instead of Henderson. So maybe Bacetic, Fabinho, Kate maybe. Um, but I'd I'd probably nearly put the house on Hendo, Bacetic, and and Fabinho. Um, mm. And you're right. Uh, that's exactly what United are gonna do. They're gonna try. They probably will. Let us go at them. But what we need to do is what Newcastle didn't, what Leicester didn't, and what Leeds didn't take our chances and we haven't got a we haven't got a great record of doing that so far this season um but uh, i think against united that's what's going to have to happen if if we get chances we we have to take them otherwise they will punish us uh on the break and that's that's what that's how united are scoring their goals now is on the break when i when i think when i think of wolves um i think like if if you do win a battle and you can get your front three into it I think Liverpool could pin Wolves in, I do. But again, on the break, you, you have to... More so on the break against Wolves, you're probably looking at, for me, Van Dijk and whoever's beside him to deal with whoever's up front because Wolves will try to play those channels. A fella running the channels and trying to make something out of it. Whereas United, I feel like whoever's in front of Trent and Robertson have to be massive players in it. Like, like nearly sacrifice themselves to say, right... I'm a player that wants to get in the box and score, but I can't. I'm going to have to just play a percentage game because if it goes the other way, I have to run that 50, 60 yards and win something or close something out. And then I have to turn and get us back into shape and play again. A bit like Wijnaldum used to do and Henderson used to do when they sat in front of Fabinho. And that's where that's where, um, that's where, where I think the midfield is huge. I don't know what way he goes, but you see, 
I'm half tempted to go with Bacetich in that eight because I think he he likes a ball. He likes he likes yeah. throwing a leg in, and I've no issue with that. But my problem is, who do you put behind him? Because you, I've, I haven't got the faith in Fabinho. I haven't got the faith in Henderson on their own in that tree and I definitely I don't have a Milner so it's just it's it's a very it's a strange and I, I and then you put if you went to put Elliot on one side then you're asking Elliot to do that running and I don't think he can so it's a mix of who can run loads but you know none of them in a position where you have to run the least it's, it's a mad one like I, I, um, I think what you might see is a more reserved Robertson and Trent or it might be a Trent goes, Robertson stays. Yeah, maybe so. And we and we did see it a few a, a few weeks or a few matches ago where uh, Trent wasn't getting as as far. He wasn't as advanced as he had been. Mm. Um, but that's that, that may be what you see as well. Like you said earlier on in the show, if you you'd be happy enough if you said right, you four are staying there and it's a back four. You do not go forward. You may see something along those lines, or maybe kind of. Semi reserved, um, and picking that picking that chances at going forward. Yeah. Look, we've, we've ten minutes or so to go. I wanted to talk to you, um, because I haven't. I think this happened early last week, so I haven't really got a chance to talk to you. But Jurgen Klopp has been, would be very kind of guarded on. I suppose what he thinks of his squad, and what I mean by that, he's he'd he pray his players, and he, he you know there's no problem there, but. Usually, when he's talking about the makeup of a squad and the future makeup of a squad, or what he might want to do to a squad, he's being very reserved. And what I mean by that is, he'll always say things like, "You know, if we find the right player and we feel that we, can, we, we, we all we're always looking." Um, you know, I think this player, you know, the players we have are really good. But, but last week, he said he basically came out and said, "You know, we need to do something here. We need to do something, and it has to happen in the summer." You know, and I seen, I seen. Um, so, sort of um, headlines like Klopp's, Klopp puts FSG on, no, not on notice now and Klopp um, makes demands and he didn't really, he was just a bit more open. Emma, I'll come to you first. Is it a sign of what's to come for you? Or is it just, because I, I, did, see, it, I did see a lot of people say, you know, oh no, he's just saying this to try drum up, to get FSG out of that, but he, he's never really done that before. Is there something in it for you where, He's kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit as, no, we know what's going on here. We know it needs to change and, and it has to happen in the summer because it felt that, it felt a bit like that for me. It, it felt to me as though he's been given some sort of reassurance um, of what will... I mean, look, that's it wasn't... It wasn't um, didn't, FSG had only just... Or John Henry had made the, the announcement that the club wasn't necessarily for sale. And then it was a couple of days later that Klopp made that statement. So to me, he's been he's been given some sort of reassurances of what he's going to be given in the summer. Um, and you're right. Normally, he said, "Yeah, if we get this player, if we get the right player, whatever." And it's just, but now it's you kind of have it. Is he kind of nearly? And we've spoken about this over the last couple of weeks. Is he putting lads on notice to say, "I'll I'll replace you, no problem." If you're not doing what he needs you to do, I'll just go out and replace you. I think he's gone beyond yeah. that. I think he's gone yeah. to the point where he is going to replace them. Yeah. And, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, but know, that's it's not, well, coming out and saying it. It's kind of like nearly doubling down and saying, "Right, I've not been playing this. You've been on the bench. Now I'm coming out and saying I'm going to replace you." Um, but I don't think he comes out and says something like that if he hasn't been given some sort of reassurances. So I don't think it's a case of him trying to force FSG's hand into saying you need to give me money. I think he, I don't think he comes out and says something like that because he has been very guarded in the past about what he he, he chooses to say. But to me, it sounds like he's been given some sort of reassurance on, on what money he's going to have to spend in the summer. 
Keith, you know, it's he like we said, he's always being guarded. He's 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 it's fairly like you know vanilla kind of answers, and you know you nearly before the press conference is done, and people will be asked, you know, would um oh he's going to be asked about transfers, um you nearly know what's going to happen this time. It didn't. It felt a bit different this time, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I suppose the difference now is players are in the the arse end of their contracts as well. Do you know what I mean? You've got Katie, you've got Ox that are out the door. So I'm looking into it. I do think he has assurances that there's going to be investment there, but I think he's more or less coming out and saying, look, we know we've got a big job here. We've always known it was going to be a big job this year because of contracts running down. And I'm looking at it more in the sense that yeah, FSG, to me, I've read a lot of shit that, you know, crap like Chris Sutton saying, you know, Jürgen Klopp's job is under pressure and if I'm FSG, I'm considering replacing him and all that. That's a lot of bollocks. Um, it's a ridiculous thing to even come up with. Not that I'm saying his job shouldn't be, you know, his job should never be, you know, fully guaranteed but he has enough credit in the bank to last a long fucking time of this, in fairness. So that talk needs to go. I think he's comfortable with, you know, what's going on at the club, that he knows there's a rebuild. Like, I personally think Joe Bellingham's going to sign for Liverpool. I think that deal is done. And I've said it for a long time on this this channel, I think it's done. And I think it's one of them, um, one of them deals that... They're going to do that. They're going to do others. And Klopp is confident that they're going to get the... the the reinforcements that he needs. But I do think there's a lot of these players that maybe have skated a bit. And I, I'm thinking of Joe Gomez. I'm thinking, you know, maybe Curtis Jones could be one that's, you know, where the fuck has he been when we've been needing him? You know what I mean? Maybe he's he could be on the way out. But I do think there will be a, a couple of sales on top of the 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 natural contract enders. Do you know what I mean? I think that will be a big shake-up this summer. Yeah, for me, like it was. I don't think. Um, I don't think it was. It was. It was groundbreaking stuff. Like Ken Balls is there. It's yeah. not groundbreaking stuff. It's all talking until it actually happens in the summer, and and that's perfectly true, Kev. Um, but it was just the change of tone for me. You know, like Klopp could easily go through the rest of the season going, yeah, well, we we were always looking and da 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 da, and, and you know, everyone kind of goes same fucking shit. You know, and saying that because. He's been asked the same question. He's given the same answers. Why? Why do we continue to ask these questions? And it's just a change in tone for me. Where I don't think he's, I don't think he's pressurising FSG. I think, I think about might be onto something where he probably has got assurances on on what he needs to do based on probably what you're going to see in in the accounts. Um, that'll come out in the next month or so. Definitely in the way this this season has gone, and the owners are probably looking. Well, we've got everything out of these players. We need to go and do something else. And him being a bit more. When I say tone changing him, him being a bit more, oh, I've done everything I can here with yeah. this. I need to, it needs to change, and it's going to cost a lot of money, and it is going to cost a lot of money. But we'll have to see how it goes. Um, we're going to do a show on, on transfers and stuff at the, at the end, of the, uh, towards the end of the week. I'll let you know in a minute about it. But um, before we go, Wolves, Man United, um, two games. How many points, Keith? Six. Ah, right. Hundred percent. Emma. Six. Okay. I'll I think four. I think we beat Wolves and we draw with United. Which would have been fine if we'd have got a win against Palace yeah. and it would have been absolutely 
absolute dreamland stuff <coughs> that draw against Palace. But I think I think we can beat United if we lift ourselves. There's no evidence that we can. There's no evidence we can beat Wolves. Never mind United. Yeah. But I think if they can lift themselves, because I'm always saying, I'll always say it, they'll always react. Klopp will always get them up, even though he's not. They'll always do it. They'll always do it. I think if they get six points out of that, well then, as Emmett said earlier, that point against Palace doesn't look as fucking grim as it, it does today. Do you know what I mean? And I just think if they can get it, if they can get that six points, how quickly it can change. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then you're on the back of something else. Like, you forget about the Real Madrid thing and you look at your league form and you're like, okay, this is this is good. And I think we'll get clean sheets as well in both. Okay. Um... I wouldn't push the boat out that way. <laughs> okay, I'm going all in. Yeah, he's going all in. No, it's, it's, like, it's like I said, it, it does. It feels a bit like, you know, two wins put you in a, a good position going into the last, maybe 12 games, wouldn't it? Something, somewhere around there. Um, two, anything less than four points, and I think you're looking going, this is a massive. And that's where the season will really begin to tail off for me. Um, Anybody that we have to play that's still above us, we have to play them. At Anfield, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's so that's, that's yeah, that's a positive. So, yeah, well, we think it's a positive. We'll have to wait and see. Well, it can't be any worse than our away for. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> look, um, the link is in the description for our charity. Um, like I said, if you want to put a super chat in here, you can, and any anything we make out with that will go to the charity, um, and that will that's on an ongoing basis. So if you want to do it that way, you can. If you want to click the link in the in the show description, whether you're watching now or listening back on download, you can do that and donate to the charity. It's a brilliant uh, charity. It's breast cancer research, and it's um it, it's supporting twelve women running the Dublin Marathon for breast cancer research. So if you can help us out with that, absolutely brilliant. If you can't, as I always say, share it amongst your family, your friends, your colleagues, anywhere you possibly can. Um, if you're down doing the big shop, tell everybody in the in the queue, um, all that sort of stuff, um. Rest of the week, um, winners and losers tomorrow. Um, we're still doing up who's on what show, but um, winners and losers tomorrow. We'll have a preview of Wolves on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday will be full-time Reds. Uh, Thursday will be Viewer's Voice. Friday will be Premier League Forecast. Sunday will be full-time Reds and the Fatback Four. And um, that's the rest of your week. Um, anything else before we go, Emma? No, all good. All good, good. Keith, anything else before we go? No, uh, I started off quite depressed, Gav, but as always, the fat back four gives you that little lift and I'm confident again. I'm back in love with the Reds. Um, <laughs> ignore. Edit out me, me starting gambit out of this pod, will you play so nobody hears it? And yeah, six points plays Reds. No bother. No bother. Um, yeah, listen, as I said, I never get too high, I never get too low. Um, playing golf tomorrow, so it's all good. Um, yeah. That is the Fatback 4 for this week. Thanks to bookmakers.com for sponsoring. Thanks to Emma. Thanks to Keith. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Hit the like on your way out. Subscribe if you haven't already. And um, enjoy the content for the rest of the week. Over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.